The content expressed on this podcast is not to be taken as fact or inside information. The opinions expressed are for entertainment purposes only. It's all love. Welcome to the culture. I do this for my culture. Listen, when it comes to roaches, you can't leave no food in the kitchen. You should sleep on the floor for millions. Now we just be thumbing through race. So I stay next to a brick like Sixers. Give me the change, but I never do that. These days I get paid just to rap. Remember way back, I went off a brace. I just be stacking these racks. See, nowadays we blow 20 and 6. Look, y'all heard it live and direct. Niggas be hating. That hater energy? I said I like the way the light hit me. This nigga said I'm taking the light away. That's what I'm dealing with here. Stay tuned like I know you do. I am talking shit with this nigga. And this is considered a promotional video for the counterculture life. We come with the richest, only Russian thieves. Undercover trying to spot and creep. I ain't never met a person like me. I just keep the all and make shit function. I must be higher, chief in the truck, and I must be higher off that gas. Two shoes like, what do you want? Nah, Spit fine demons that get to my bro. I'm from Bandana, Brace is cold. Fuck a little dude, like, nigga, we throw you. I super soft, like, hope come here. Give me that money and go to the hunt. Hey, fly guy, like, baby, bad shit. I'm the type that for sure gon' crash. Stay high, so I'm not paranoid. Switch lines like a nigga switch hand. Must be fly, so that I can function. Why when I'm not high? Must my life feel like it's missing something? You know that. Yeah, this new thing, man. Must be fly, so that I can function. You know that. Must be fly, so that I can function. Been misconfused by some of these dudes. I really don't pay my dues. We packing them tools wherever we move. Getting high and change. So one thing I could say is I respect this man's diverse musical palette. He don't listen to music from just one region or one type of artist. And I've only heard a few things in his playlist. First off, the man made playlists. That's already like admirable. better album, so I would say this probably is the top. When a real long big skin cone, when you make trap go jump. Yellow wrist stone, canary yellow stone, I'm putting on that stuff. Digging in the bank, like my uh, money, make a bitch bust like that. Came out of Bandar, just about diapers, had to hit me a lick. I bought the Tahoe from the trap, money, I haven't even seen no freak. Cocaine by the kilo, these days put it right on my wrist. You can still see the chain lit up, set my five 5%. Every time I re up, they got a vance at least 20 M. I've been getting richer, I ain't richer my whole career. To the dope money when record a mixtape. This rapper's way out, sitting on a bell, toting a big cake. Ain't even got a couch. To Australia, unfamiliar, spent two million on the check. In that dually, doing a dash, a little doggy hold a tick. I got mileage with the crystals, but I've been back doing X. Got a Rolex on my wrist, this bitch cost by the carpet. Get these niggas a couple band and hit your face and hit your chest. I was rolling off the pill, I should've never fucked a bitch. I got hoes, these niggas married, I don't let them go, they come through. I got fit and all of my diamonds, I spent a nine, we don't pay our shoes. Don't even care who these niggas shot at, ain't nothing got murked. I got some real killers, they don't kill a nigga, they ain't gonna shoot up the hearse. You think a nigga like me give a fuck about a nigga shooting up the church? I gotta take the shit off of God, cause I'm a God 
fucking new Benz I ain't even close since it came out we'll Couple of bad bitches They twins Fucking niggas through the line Top three Jordans Cook the dope up in the kitchen I can do that top shelf Bitches still claiming me I ain't fucked over Yeah Cartier bitch Cartier watch Cartier diamond buffer Money real long Biggest King Kong When you make the trap go jump Yellow wrist stone Canary yellow stone I'm putting on that stuff Digging in the bag Pull out my money Make a bitch bust like that It ain't that functional to me. I really don't like how you can't wear it with just everything, like some some shoes. Um, and then I hate how when you wear them for too long, they start the to squeak. You remember Rimbledon kickbacks? Buddy was a stripper and did gymnastics. You never really got your homies like get back. If he runs up on me, then he's a pill addict. I walked in the party with the big whammer, a Smith and Wesson faux nickel with the big daddy. Look at pay attention to the way they look at me. I remember they were trying to throw the book at me. When I see like you looking like a book bag, I was selling boards out of book bag. Jams for nothing where to look at. I just did my stuff and then I shook after. When I see you were looking like a good bag, I was selling boards out of book bag. Jams for nothing where to look at. I just did my stuff and then I shook after. I noticed you were shopping at the Goodwill. I noticed when you're not with all those people, you're a dickhead. I noticed when you don't have any money, you feel good still. I see you carry ghost gloves, buy a good pistol. You wore that sweater ten times, buy a new fit. How the hell did you feel fly in a true fit? If he went down and didn't tell them, you should look him. If Rimbo tells on anybody, you should shoot him. Make sure you take the burner to the cookout. On a mission, I was never lookout. Have the blicky every time you pop out. I was probably drilling with a dropout. When I seen you, you were looking like a good bag. I was selling blowers on a book bag. Jasper, nothing here to look at. The Raptor D's? Bro, the Raptor 7s was my first Jordan I ever had. So that's always gonna have a special place for me. I remember wearing them so much I had a hole in the bottom. That's how we was living. Yeah. That was peasy, right? That was rapping on that. Um. What? All right, I'm ready. When you ready? We are live and direct in Los Angeles, California at a really good studio. We are bringing you the counterculture life. Uh, just it's that little black one right there. Yeah. We are bringing you the counterculture life podcast. Feature myself, do stacks to God. Be careful what you pray for. And my man, International Nash. I got my passport stamped. How about you? <laughs> you feel me? Weird flex, I know, but so what? <laughs> so many stamps they get cramps trying to keep up. Look, man, we out here. Everybody lit. I'm on a little fast right now, so forgive me for not having a, a strain of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Deuce, what you what you over there uh, puffing on? Oh, shit. It's some shit from uh, Illa. It's a local uh, weed shop in the area I fuck with. He love going they to Illa. Deals. Yeah, man, it's around the corner. I'm all about convenience You think they safety. know him over there. You feel me? Oh, they know me everywhere I go. But that's an easy one. But today, I wanted to um, set the tone and... Get your minds in a space where we think about uh legacy and ownership and value. Um what sparks this conversation is recently Future just sold his previous catalog from I believe 2004 to 2020 um for 75 million dollars. Uh if we have some type of applause, can we give it up for that's like anything close to it? Anything close to it? 
I don't know. I just told you who I thought I was. A guy. All right, that works. That's close to applause. Um, yeah, yeah, we will so, be entering the uh, applause in our joint, though. Yeah, so um, what I want to talk about for the monologue is that uh, I do believe that is a win. I do believe that is a, a positive, but it also is a signal of a couple things. And it also, uh, in a way... I feel like negatively negatively impacts the future um, by setting precedent. Also, almost like an equivalent of when a quarterback takes less money than what they're due when mm. it's time for them to get their contract. Um, $75 million is amazing today, but we do know how uh, inflation works and how the value of the dollar will be a lot more uh, than what it is. To, or, you know what I mean? Like cost of living goes up and shit so that's 75 million today in five ten years is gonna look crazy when they've licensed march madness for who knows what movies or the actual march madness whatever. movie yeah um that's right. created based off of the song or some series or some shit like that so uh and i also think that's a sign when artists sell their entire catalog that uh it's not projected to go any higher than it has gone um even from a business standpoint you would not buy something at its midpoint. You're going to buy it when it goes down after it's shown its peak in order for you to have that ability to flip it later for nostalgia reasons. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it's a sign of the times. I think it's also a lesson to artists going forward, something to look at as a positive of what your hard work can get you as far as somebody even wanting to purchase your catalog. But think about it um, in any facet. <clears throat> if I'm spending this on it, how much is it worth to me? Um, so if they spend it at 75, it's got to be 750 billion minimum that that shit is worth. Billion. I'm telling you, man. This man uh, is giving these numbers and he can't tell me how much one stream is worth. <laughs> That's all I know. What's the value well, of a stream? Okay, we so know based back off when we of, bought CDs. It will do this. Based <laughs> off the value of a stream being unknown, I can still <laughs> tell you that shit is worth 750 billion. So, man, uh, yeah, man. I think one of the hardest things in life currently is making money off of art. I think people have to really recognize and respect how dope you gotta be of an artist to even sell something for a dollar, let alone yeah. $75 million. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You um, made some pretty relevant points in a lot of our conversations in the past. And one of the things that always stood out to me that you've said is people are taking time out of their day to listen to you. So one stream is valuable. And yeah. it's just like that amount of time I think more important than the time spent listening to someone is the influence and the impact of that stream, so to speak, right? So, you know, Future influenced a, a real heavy drug culture and he came out and admitted, you know, I don't even really do this. And then even afterwards, still continued to make music about things that we know is not necessarily his life, but he gets the respectability for that. Well, I right? think there's there's a difference between certain rappers we look to because they live certain aspects and certain people are for entertainment and are considered entertainers. I think that Future is one of the few people who's been able to be considered as an entertainer and still keep his street credibility yeah. um, because of who he moves with. You know what I mean? And that's not even to say, I think that the fact that he has a quote unquote he's seen as an entertainer is a fucking benefit all rappers should be one of seen as entertainers yeah, even if you are first. like street niggas like be seen as an entertainer because that keeps the the jail away you know what yeah, i mean joe but, had a quote recently um that really was profound to me and um he basically said you know rappers aren't tough they can't be tough because they are businesses and brands and there's a limit on how tough they should even want to present themselves because that's not good for business if people are afraid of you I um speaking of which I had gotten to an incident before the show. You know what I'm saying? Today? Nah, not today. Oh. <laughs> but just say, in general, what, we ain't, what the fuck we got for? I got no. an, I got <laughs> an incident at a show and uh I had to protect myself. You know what I'm saying? Not saying like physically it got to that, but you know what I'm saying? That was a a, a probable outcome. You feel mm. me? Uh, because of the way I handled myself, some people who were there, because I was like outnumbered or whatever the hell, they was like, oh, you handled your shit like a G. And I was so hot, bro. Like, I didn't come here to show you I'm a G, bro. I came here to do my art and my craft, and people are viewing this differently than what it may have actually been, and it's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? So I think that 
uh, there is a, a fine line that excitement from interactions can get you as far as being an entertainer. But also, too, bro, you at the end of the day, you want to share your art. Like, you want to be able to connect with people and you want to be respected for that. Bingo. If you're seen as. You want to be respected for the art. Yeah. Nah, dead ass. And if you're seen as somebody who is uh, doing it because you fight, or that's where you get your attention from, you're a fighter, you're not an artist. So. <laughs> Um, MMA. Yeah, you MMA, bro. Or even if you like a person who be twerking, that's not an artist. You a dancer. Like, it's cool to be a dancer, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, um, I just think that people should be very careful with how they display themselves. I think they allow into their energy. And if the mango is a mango, keep it that and know it's that. And that's how you get your ticket up. That's how you make your money off the game is because you create a value for it. Because, damn, this is that. I go to them for this, like. Bumped into a topic though. Yeah. Did you hear about uh, Tory Lanez getting sh taken off the tour for fighting August Alcina? I heard about <clears throat> August Alcina and him having an altercation. I didn't know that he got removed from the tour. Yeah, I heard that like they asked Tory Lanez not to participate no more in uh, the show. That's wild. Um, I mean, it's not wild if he beat niggas up. Then you shouldn't be on tour, bro. Like, yeah, nah, you're a liability. We're trying to make money here. We're not trying to beat niggas up. If you want to beat niggas up, go home and do that shit. I'm not paying you to beat niggas up, especially if they're on tour with you and they're making me money as well, too. You messing the bag up for both of y'all. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I do for somewhat extent feel sorry for Algasol Cena. Um, it's not good to see no man beat up like that, man. Like, for real. And bro clearly has some issues and some problems because I feel like bro got at least a good four or five inches pause on Tory Lanez and he got mixed like that? <laughs> what are we talking about, bro? Like, yeah, man, it's tough right now to uh, to be in hip hop because I feel like it's always somebody that's the center of controversy for like the baby, for example, was the go-to for a long time. Yeah. And now it's looking like Tory Lanez is about to be a lot of scapegoat. For a lot of people it's just it's just uh i don't know man i think tori is talented you feel me i think tori is like super talented uh yeah i'm a fan man i actually really rock with his music i'm looking forward to the next few projects but it just sucks that a lot of these artists uh need their mental health check and honestly need people in that corner who care about them you feel me and who is looking out for their well-being as people um that's why even sometimes by us being like artists and people who are in entertainment, uh, the people who we have in our lives who aren't necessarily in that field do us a great service by being able to give us a, a unbiased, normal, or you know what I'm saying, the opposite set of eyes to look at you and evaluate things. Because if they ain't got no benefit from it, then they can probably give you a honest, you know what I'm saying, depiction of what's really going on in their vantage point. So shout out to all the people who uh, allow the entertainers to be entertainers and keep us in our right minds and look out for us real shit yeah man so um that brings us to this local music scene that we have right like entertainers yeah um we had the pleasure of going to the press play network music event it's like a showcase for independent artists except for they're not necessarily performing they just press and play on their music and seeing who yeah, vibes man. with it shout out to uh jado who was putting it on and hosting the whole deal shout out to dj artistic who was um djing tonight uh shout out to supreme team for their involvement in the event it was just a real good vibe i'm a real great space um you yeah, know it was stellar yeah. and it was at a new pizza joint that is new to LA. So for those that don't know, Bloodsoes, formerly in Compton, they sold the recipe and rights to somebody on La Brea and they have a Bloodsoes barbecue spot on La Brea. This spot right here, um, Esco's, is actually next to Bloodsoes. No affiliation, but the food quality is just as superb. Um, I can understand why Supreme Team would want to affiliate with a place that has Supreme Pizza. Yeah. And we're not talking about the topics. We're talking about how A1 it was. It was hella New York energy. They yeah. got a subway in that thing that goes to the back, speakeasy style. Yeah. And the front, you know, excellent decor, real comfortable. And the people that work there seem like they're straight from New York. Yeah. <laughs> Accents included. So yeah. if you want a taste of New York, uh, would shout out to Esco's. 
on La Brea. And shout out to the Press Play Network. They're there every other Friday. Um, if you're a local artist, you can check them out on the gram, submit your music, or you can just pull up in person, drop that little fee, and get your music played. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so, what I will say is that um, other than that, the only other event in the city that I've come across was um, something dope for the people at Los Globos Wednesday nights. It's a open mic, and they're calling it something dope for the people because for this generation and this crop of creatives that is in LA, apparently that's what's dope to them. So if you are, I'm gonna say under 30, and you wanna go check them out, Los Globos on Wednesdays, that's the only other thing that I can think of in this post-pandemic LA where, you know, some hip hop is there, some good energy is there and live say, music. Uh, I would say too, um, shout out to uh, Black Market Flea. Oh um, yeah, 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 the Black Market? Yeah, Black Market Flea. Um, yeah, that's a. I personally it's like a monthly event, right? Um, okay, I haven't personally been, but I've I been. know some people who are involved. Yeah. Um, and my wife went. She had a great time. Um, I'm pretty sure you have great things to say. I think it's monthly, but I know they do live music, and it's a literally a Black Flea Market. Yeah, um, yeah. But what was all the vendors black? Um, I can say that everything was quality. That was one thing about it when I went. Um, I didn't have enough money to spend because I wanted to spend it with so many different people. It was yeah. just quality clothing, um, different brands, and some local, some not. A lot of food there. And of course, the music. Uh, the one I went to, DJ Looney actually DJ. And honestly, certain DJs, when you see their name on a flyer, you already know that it's going to be energy and it's going to be a vibe. Um, so like, for example, the LA Function, that's a, a guaranteed turn up. Yeah, those were uh shit. That was a festival we had going on this summer, um, which was great. And the beautiful part about it was um, Adib, uh, the um, one of the people from Supreme Team or like the head of it. Um, he pretty much had an idea to make DJs um, be highlighted like artists. You feel me? So those mm -hmm. are the main features and. He had all the artists from shit, uh, legendary ones to local ones to ones that's on the radio to shit. Every, <clears throat> literally everybody was there, so it was great to see that. See all different types of music. It was three different stages. Um, literally had a festival in the city that happened monthly all summer. So, you f you familiar with 88 Mile? It's DJ Kenway, Kenway Live um, on the gram, but they throw a lot of uh, parties frequently and um i want to say one of their staple parties is peaches and cream la but that's the thing it's wide open right now yeah man it's wide <laughs> open like, and a really good show uh too is coming soon so. yeah it's hard to say you know what the comp is for a really good show because a lot of things are i don't even want to say they hit or miss but like for example uh, a lot of people are familiar with Payday LA, right? Yeah. I've been a couple times, supported some artists that I've worked with. Yeah, I've performed there. Deuces performed there. Uh, my only knock on that show is that the quality of artists being showcased and performing is not consistent throughout the show. You know, you got some people that's like, damn, who is that? I want to follow them. And then you got some people that's like, damn, how they even get to perform? <laughs> I, think, I think that's the... Um... <laughs> the difficulty with a lot of like let's say showcase situations because the vetting process is a lot faster um than if depending on how frequent you do the show mm -hmm. you know what i mean and also to your availability like should are you facetiming these people do you have somebody who directly saw them perform before are you researching them online uh are you listening to their music do you feel like it'll go with everybody else like like, yeah, how's this being Like, together? what is it? Now, they do have, like, ladies' nights and shit like that, um, which is dope. But it'll also be, like, all, right, all these ladies shouldn't be performing together. You know what I'm saying? But not saying just them. Same yeah, places yeah. in general. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, I think it's just about deciding on what your foundation of what you want to be known for is built on. You know what I'm saying? 
And for yeah. me, when I go to shows, I'm detail oriented. So okay. like the setup, I'm big on setup and I'm big on like looking at both sides of the coin because I'm I'm in the game to support the artist, right? Yeah. But I feel like a lot of these quote unquote promoters, I remember when I first started doing rap sessions and somebody was like, yo, you a promoter? I was like, boy, never. Like, yeah. I took that as an insult, but then I thought about it and I'm like, well, that's kind of the gig. The gig is promotions, right? You're supposed yeah. to invite people, tell people, promote but the artist. But it's because of the stigmatism that's put on promoters. Promoters was the um, back when we were growing up, mm -hmm. the guys who promoted just to be able to have access to certain women and be like, oh, it's, I'm cool because I got them in type shit and use that yeah. to have sex with some them. leverage. Some <laughs> so, leverage, yeah, man. So, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you No, what it's it true. Is, it's but, true. And that's probably um, why I didn't want that title because yeah, so I'm looking why at like, yeah, like yeah. I'm not doing this to try to get close to no women. Like what's yeah, wrong but, with y'all? Um, but I think that the more titles that are placed on you and not that you give, the better. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. If somebody's placing a, a title on you of something that's known as a person who's um controlling the access, attendance, and walking away with the money. With the negative shit, you, you can eat I'll that. take that yeah, too. <laughs> I'll eat that. And that's I'll the thing. That I've had some negative shit on my jacket just in the role of being host or promoter or at the door. And, you know, I think that comes with my vetting process because yeah. I don't just allow anybody to perform. So then I get the, oh, they stuck up. Oh, they bougie. But to me, I'm holding the integrity of the art. Right. But also, too, bro, I believe that, like I said before, sports background means a lot. You feel mm -hmm. me? And I've even seen how you are in sessions sometimes. It's like, bro, you'll cause friction. You know what I'm saying? It'll be like tension in it. Um, and for some people, they shine in that. Other people wilt in it. You yep, feel me? Yeah. So I think that's all a part of um, the process of even like fucking with artists going forward. Like, bro, we're not talking about like, all right, we just doing this here. Mm -hmm. It's like going out of state, potentially going out of country. So, so with that. Back to the uh, hip hop vibes, right? And what what's missing in LA when I go to these events, I don't see too much in it for the artists. Like they don't have a designated space for their merchandise if they wanted to sell items. Yeah. They don't have like a, a meet and greet opportunity or even anything personal for them in the event. Like sometime when they get flyers, it's cause they had to make their own flyers, right? Partnering with you and doing a really good show, I was yeah. able to see how artists should be supported. You know, their music is being highlighted and promoted before the event. Yeah. You know, things are getting prepped in yeah. order for you to have a good time right yeah. and i don't see that with a lot of these events and these situations it'll be a flyer and that's it yeah right we got yeah. multiple flyers motion flyers flyers featuring artists music and that's what i'm saying in terms of the details and the care that goes into actually making something work for both yeah, sides it was even like fucking um even on the the page where they bought the tickets it's like every artist youtube videos up there you know what i'm saying exactly um before Details. it was like yo send me if this is our event like even if you don't know this from like an artist perspective you get paid when your music play in yeah. venue so send me your music before and it's playing tonight because this is your shit like this your vip section you know what i'm saying like this and show. then seeing the energy returned from the artists in terms of how they appreciate what we did right i've heard artists shit on the uh promoters and talk about the people that's putting the event on you know in the crowd or outside in the front I ain't fucking with this no more, blah, blah, blah. No dirt. Yeah, and I, that's what I can honestly say is that, like, I've had minimal static from anything I've done, and people still are requesting for us to come out of town and do something yeah. just because of the care that we put in to curating a situation. Like, it wasn't just let's show up and get a bag and like hope y'all have fun it was like no we're gonna make sure that all these aspects are in as place as crazy as it was bro mm -hmm. and um as much as money is paramount the bag was literally the second thing exactly like, we exactly. focused the art on was making the first sure thing. that the art was protected the idea was executed properly and the show was a show you feel me so it wasn't changing for nothing and the program wasn't changing for nothing and that's because it's when mm -hmm. you have something that you believe in something that you love you're able to be able to know that okay this is an investment in it you know what i'm saying like this is right. a vertical in it and and people gonna remember you know what yeah. i mean because like it's a thing we come from the era where paid dues was a thing if yeah. you've ever been to that you remember what your experience was like it wasn't yeah. just like a fly by night oh i don't even remember what happened you you went to paid dues for a certain level of experience with the hip-hop culture and same with rock the bells those are two festivals that i remember early on in my like party going you know 
festival career that set the bar for me. Yeah. And then when I go to other festivals, I try to like find that type of energy and sometimes it's not there. Yeah. So I think uh, a really good show is something that y'all need to be on the lookout for. 2023, we come in with a lot of consistent heat. Yeah. And for those that don't know, uh, Rap Sessions is a platform that is partnering with a really good show so that we can hold the integrity of the artists and make sure that it's no booth, <laughs> no me? mid. And the Reggie that is there will be in the beginning. <laughs> because I, at the end of the day, I want people to grow and get better. And if you knew at this, I can't expect you to be that dope. If you Yeah, knew. like for example, at a really good show, there was for sure um, an artist who was like, this is my first time performing. Right. And bro told me that before he went. And I was like, yo. How um, you feel about that, by the way? Giving an artist their first opportunity to shine. Uh, well, shit, I'll tell you. I told him, I was like, hey man, like I'm, honored to share this moment with you i feel like it's important um i know how much this can be a platform or it could be a downfall for your confidence and everything and i was like bro i support you i believe in you like you're gonna do amazing like what like tell me what city you from you tell me what city you from i said okay bet bro's from new orleans what we do we play some wayne so we mm -hmm. play wayne before he start mm -hmm. and me and him it's just, i'm like bro it's just me and you up here and me and him was just like literally rocking the wayne and rapping the whole verse together you feel me so when it was time for bro to do his shit, like he was ready he, had the energy. he was in his he was in his bag already you feel yeah. me um so yeah man it was it's an honor it's something that i won't forget uh something i don't take for granted you know what i'm saying definitely um and it's not the first time i've had that happen but every time that that <clears> has happened it's been like a great fucking experience, man. For real, for real. For sure, for sure. So, um, for the people out there listening, we love fan engagement and like, I don't even know if I should refer to y'all as fans, but like just genuine supporters and people that are of this culture. Yeah, family, man. People who are on the <clears throat> yeah. same frequency. We family and we all connected. Uh, shit. I be meeting people from all over the world and I find out they know people I know in other parts of the world just because we all on the same frequency, so. If you listen to this and this has hit you, you on that frequency or you close to it, so we and, family. And if you on this frequency and you got some <clears throat> some creativity to lend, you this gotta is, have uh, <laughs> This is your opportunity to come with some ideas on counterculture life and the merchandise that we could distribute. Uh, we looking for ideas related to t-shirts hoodie design t-shirts hoodie design you know what matter of fact too we're gonna open it up even more mm -hmm. nashville's gonna say you know whoever wins the contest after we choose it's a hundred dollars you feel me for oh yeah if we purchase your idea yeah and if you want to sell it for more you know we can negotiate depending on what you come up with but we offering you a hundred dollars what we're gonna do is we're gonna <laughs> keep it a flat hundo you feel me yeah, we offer you we're gonna keep it a hundo and we're gonna also open it up for the logo as well too so if you okay. got a dope idea for the counter culture there we go logo, that's probably like step one we can do that's the initial yeah, contest yeah, all right yeah. first contest is well, if you we'll got a both. logo concept oh yeah yeah we'll do both so logo concept merch design right yeah we're talking anything from ashtrays to smoking trays to uh microphone covers i don't know yeah so if um yeah and that can be whatever like so let's say if you design a a merch item and we decide to use your merch item to use somebody else's logo each of those things are a hundred dollars you know what i'm saying to get it off and we'll also support you and spread you out on our social medias and uh shit all over everything yeah you know and you'll be tapped in with the culture so as we do shows and as we travel you'll be invited i mean at the end of the day this is a uh growing team and we got good affiliates all over the country to be honest based on my network and based on deuces network so, you know, if you're looking to get involved and connect with the culture, the counterculture is probably where you want to start because that mainstream, that ain't really for us. <laughs> Do you feel me? Yeah, man. Um, and I think that we appreciate all your time you guys spent with us. Um, shit, all the love we've received so far from people just giving their input and uh, time with us. Uh, everything happens for a reason. Um, Karan got the slaps going in the background right now. Yeah, man. And with that like being said, mode. with that being said, man, look, this uh, episode, episode four, we ain't even introduced this shit properly. <laughs> uh, episode four <laughs> of the counterculture life, man. We are about to take a smoke break. We got music from none other than Karan No Butler on the boards, who is 
goes we by Queens thousand dollars worth of shit right now nigga. and we talking no jury thousand dollars worth of clothes but no shout out to Karan coming through running the boards um eventually we will get some input for him i mean from him but right now he gonna let the music talk he gonna let the music talk that's dangerous and uh we'll be back man so if you if you're rolling up if you a leaf roller paper roller i hope you're not smoking swishers i pray that you pass that point in life but if you are smoking swishers man you're not on the right frequency you're not who I was talking to earlier. So turn this shit off. <laughs> and that's why we, <laughs> and that's why we here, man. We here to help you out, my brother or sister. But yeah, stay away from the Swishers, man. This is like an anti-Swisher camp. Holla. <laughs> Let's get to the music. Please come on. Please come on. ass nigga bro all right so um yeah we are back this is the counterculture life podcast live and direct at a really good studio in los angeles california that is a beat by please karan um go oh mellow too mellow god the god has spoken um shout out to my homie mellow out there in detroit right now you know what i'm saying holding it down i was just on live with her the other day it was going up um yeah but i want to talk about this brett Favre situation man so for everybody who don't know brett Favre is a fucking piece of shit okay <laughs> the end nah uh no we gotta really yeah get, get into this, this punk bro, ass motherfucker and how punk ass this uh this system is and how this shit go and how they treat us and fuck these niggas all so right. first and foremost, Mississippi is definitely without clean water, right? That's number one. And that's actually number two because uh, let, let's get to it. Let's get let's to get it. To let's it. get to it. So Brett Favre is an NFL legend who played for the Green Bay Packers, I believe Minnesota Vikings. And the New York Jets. And the New York Jets. His estimated net worth is a hundred million dollars. Well, he made plus. 183 million during his career. Right. That's be that's he made before, 183 for over 20 years span, and that's before his endorsement deals, before the Wrangler jeans cut the check. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Brett Favre <laughs> in Mississippi is um, under fire, we shall say, because he is uh, accused of being a part of a scheme where they're defrauding the state of Mississippi for six million around six million dollars plus in total 
um for uh saying that it's going to oh it's welfare money they're taking that and using it to build a volleyball stadium for his daughter's college that costs five million and the other million and change is for him to get paid for speeches to give motivation to people who are part of the welfare program Mm. but the college is stating that the stadium is being donated by brett Favre. There are also text message text messages that show proof of Brett Favre talking to the people in charge of the scam or scheme, saying that are people going to find out? We don't want the media to find out where the money is coming from. So he totally a hundred percent knew. And he got politicians involved. Uh, Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant got shout him out for being a sleaze ball as well. Now, I do not. Before I get to my next point, what ties into this point? I love animals. <laughs> I have no problem with dogs. I feel like dogs are great. I feel like most animals are great. Um, do I, am I fond of rats? No, you know, like shit like that. I'm kind of off on, you feel me? But mm-hmm. I'm not pro dog fighting or, or anything like that. Right. Right. Michael Vick was ostracized, um, incarcerated. He was Damn also kicked out the league. He was kicked out the league for he a minute. He had to get his league. way back in. Yeah. Um, still, every time he does a fucking interview, it's brought up in one way or another. And he right. does it where he self-deprecates himself in order to keep his position and be like, you know, well, I've had my trouble in the past and I believe guys can blah, 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 blah. It was fucking dogs. This nigga is stealing money from people who don't have water in the poorest state in the country. And that shit is not on ESPN. It is not on Fox 24-7. This motherfucker is still free right now. Yeah, for trying to defraud the government. Like, not for nothing, man. Uh, Certain government buildings I've been in, they have pictures of people who committed welfare fraud, right? Like EBT fraud, unemployment fraud. And they're like, look. Uh, fraud is a real thing. This person stole ten thousand dollars from the state of California. They got sentenced to three years. Ten thousand. No, I'm telling you, right. In comparison to five million dollars, and California is way more wealthier than Mississippi. Bro, he need his ass beat, and also the NFL needs to exclude him from everything going forward. They should also strongly consider revoking his fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah. Fuck that, bro. You can't be out here actively being a part in the in the destruction of people's lives in the poorest state in the fucking city. After we gave you $183 million, what are we talking about? So let's and put a little more context to this, right? I'm reading a news article about it. The man, uh, former governor, he exited office in 2020. Yeah. But the text messages were from 2017 where they were already making the arrangement. So this is yeah. five years in the works. And that lets you know that anything happening through. in government is not overnight, right? Like this is a real thought out scheme. A wise man once told me that a lot of the powers that be have everything mapped out 50 years at a time. Of course. So for example, this LAX uh, Metro Rail that we see in the Crenshaw Metro Rail, I remember people being in an uproar about Crenshaw Metro Rail and how it's going to disrupt the businesses. But if they had it planned 20 years ago, it ain't nothing you could do about that. No, it's done. And so we just seeing this. By the time they talk to you about most things, it's already It's already done. happening. Yeah. Bro, listen to me. Anytime you've seen a movie and it's like some technology in there that's not out, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's out. Look, this Bro. fraud tech that they talking about is out. Bro, remember in uh, fucking Back to the Future 2? When mm-hmm. they was doing FaceTime. Yep, yep. And everybody was like, oh my God, that's the, the, that's the future. Bro, that shit was out. It was out. <laughs> Everything is out, bro. Like, it's dropped already, famo. It just takes a while for them to get into a point where they can manufacture at a rate that makes sense to uh, get to the populace. And if they've known how to uh, monopolize it enough I'm to be sorry, I misspoke. They, I said five million that he was trying to defraud them for. Apparently, this lawsuit uh, was brought up in May. We're yeah. just now hearing about it in the mainstream media yeah but um they were trying to squander 20 million or better from the state jesus christ tanf program and tanf is temporary assistance for needy families yeah anti-poverty so you got 20 million dollars 
for a stadium, but you can't get the people clean water. That's crazy, man. And I think that like Damn, bro, got we, we really got to do something. And that's he the thing you bread. already got money, bro. Listen to me. He could have really just, just did it himself. himself. He could have actually did what they said they was gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> because they tried to make the claim that you know he was donating it, but to funnel money that you're supposed to be donating, that's like some crazy shit right there. Like you're doing charity without doing it. That's like saying you about to give somebody a kidney, <laughs> but you give them a kidney from like an animal. That's crazy. Wow, man. So, man, shout out to Brett Favre for being a uh, trash All-American. The NFL Network, and shout out to ESPN, and shout out to Fox, and shout out to everybody who's not. Who got their hand in it. It's supposed to deserve (laughs) because the NFL is a cash cow and one of the biggest people that pay them. And Brett Favre hasn't been drug out into the NFL light yet, so... ESPN and nobody else gonna do it. It's a dirty that game, shit fucked bro. Up. Uh, they destroyed my man Mike Vick. <laughs> it's like, a dirty game. They destroyed him, and bro, it was dog. It was dog. Like that's not right at all. Like dogs have emotions and shit too. But at the end of the day, man, this is you know what you're doing. So let me read the text message. They even got a little details. At 4:35 p.m., Brett Favre said, "If you were to pay me, is there any way that the media?" can find out where it came from and how much guy replies two hours later he said no (laughs) we never report that we never had that information publicized i understand you being uneasy about that though so let's just see what happens on monday with the conversation with some of the folks at southern maybe it'll click with them hopefully yikes nasty right fucking disgusting Damn, man. And the fact that they got the screenshots, you're not getting away with much in 2022, man. No. <laughs> Everything is out there. Your no. phone is tapped, and people are watching. So, on that note, y'all be safe. <laughs> yeah. Try to keep your scam into a minimum. Yeah. Because uh, them PPP loans, they coming for y'all. <laughs> Anything over 10 bands. They, they coming door. for y'all. Um, any last words, Deuce? You got any uh, wisdom for the people? Um, shit. I Please make just... it a joke. I was joking. Okay, just make it a joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, I People don't... need to know not to take shit we say serious unless we outraged. Unless we really upset about some, like, hey, like I'm this. Like the Brett Favre shit. Brett, Brett yeah, no, Favre I'm mad shit. about Fuck that him. too, man. Fuck Brett Favre. I'm mad about All that too. All day. L- Lorenzo. That, Bro, I'm not, calling I'm him Zo Favre. That's nasty. Man, <laughs> that shit not cool, bro. It's just not cool. Nah, it's not cool at all, man. It's not cool. It's not tight, man. But yeah, man. Um, shit. Just stay up, man. Make some fucking money. Get off your ass. Like, if you feeling down, you know what I'm saying. Wash your ass, man. Get some melanin. Get some sunlight. Not some melanin. But get, get some get sunlight. Some <laughs> Yo, and if you really tough, just randomly ask somebody how their carpool is doing, and if you if you can join that carpool. Mm. Bring that back. Mm. Carpooling. Yeah, man. Where is that? That COVID shit over. That shit just a flu anyway. Random question. Yeah. Before we go, when the last time you got on the metro out here? Um, shit, it's been some months, bro. It's been some months? It's been some months. So I got on the uh, metro to go to the USC game over the weekend, and um, I was pleasantly surprised at how calm the ride was, and like it wasn't really no nonsense. Wasn't nobody like banged out or like looking like they was scheming. And it was a lot of people that you wouldn't expect to be on the train. On the train. I mean, of course, it's a USC game. Yeah. But it was just good to see the diverse group of people. You, you took it both ways? Yeah, I took it both ways. I okay. took it there and back. I got on that Dorsey. You know what I mean? And um, we parked that Dorsey. And yeah, it wasn't no issues. And it wasn't even a lot of people doing that. That was the crazy thing. Like, the people that were really on the train were coming, like, way from Santa Monica. Because they uh-huh. were, you could see they were already down there. But like the Dorsey, the Farmdale station, the Expo Vermont, like that was like hella empty. Like, yeah. So I don't know what's up with that. LA has always been known as like the uh, public transit being for poor people. <laughs> but like, you know, New York, it reminded me of New York is what yeah. I'm saying. Cause in New York, you see people that are well to do still using the train. Yeah. And so I want LA to get a that little bit more of that annoying, energy. That shit was annoying though, man. Motherfuckers was bunching up on that train. I wanted to sock somebody. That shit is annoying. Yeah, hella crowded. Hella crowded yeah. on that train in New York. So yeah. shout out to y'all over there. Cause uh, 
we will be coming to do the counterculture because boy does New York have some counterculture out there. A thousand percent, man. Yo, great energy though. On the on the way out, my favorite thing that I saw <laughs> was this guy who had a sign, <laughs> and it's appropriate for Brett Favre because the man's sign said. I can't sit with y'all because y'all are a disgusting group of losers. Oh, yeah. It did say that. I cannot sit with Brett Favre. Hell no. Yeah, because he's a disgusting loser. Up, man. man, how you that greedy, bro? You got, what, how many figures is that? I don't even know. Nine figures. He could just say no. You got nine figures and they actually could have been like, no, and I'm going to tell the police. Right? That's the thing, man. You could have just denied the charitable attribute, the charitable contributions because you're not charitable, clearly. Yeah, just be like, nah, bro, I don't want to do that shit and y'all keep y'all money. And then got the nerve to say, I'll do it for my kids. Oh, ass. Man, we out. Yeah, <laughs> peace out, man.